Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to Simbox Present. Let's talk boxing with your hosts, Luke and Ewan. Hi guys, welcome to another episode of Simbox Presents, Let's Talk Boxing. I'm your host, Luke Carney, and as always, I will be joined by my co-host, Mr. Ewan Breeze. And before we get underway with today's episode, I would just like to let our listeners know that you can check us out across social media, and we're on Twitter, at Simbox, we're on Instagram, at Sim underscore Box, and you can subscribe to our YouTube channel, which is Simbox Boxing, we provide daily updates, breaking news, and debate all things boxing. So guys, it's the return of Let's Talk Boxing. You know, myself and co-host Ewan, we couldn't have dreamed for a better fight than what we've got this weekend. Of course, I'm alluding to the, the fantastic Vasily Lomachenko versus Teofimo Lopez lightweight clash. You know, it's all the marbles at £135. The ring magazine's chucked in there. Uh, the winner will be undisputedly the, the number one lightweight on the planet in what is already a stacked division. You know, it's, it's a great fight. It's youth. It's experience. It's 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 power. It's the puncher. It's the the boxer. The skills. Everything. All the ingredients to make what can only be described as on paper the fight of the year. Really excited to get back into the podcast. Delighted to be joined by my co-host, Mr. Ewan Breeze. How's things, Ewan? Yeah, great, mate. I'm so glad to be back. I know we've uh, to, had to start this a couple of times, but I just can't wait to get into this fight. What? What a fight it is. You know, it's got everything you want. It's got a young, hungry challenger who scrapped his way up to a proper, well-deserved shot at a defending world champion, at a pound-for-pound king, at a world star who is a global superstar, despite barely speaking English. You know, Vasily Lomachenko has cemented himself as the pound-for-pound king. He's up there. You know, he's he's fought a who's who from featherweight all the way to lightweight. And now we've got a legit huge featherweight contender who punches like a mule, ready to take him on. It's everything we wanted. And yeah, like you say, on paper, it's definitely the best fight since Fury and Wilder. Yeah, absolutely. That, that was the one fight that I was going to chuck in there to say that, you know, if there was any comparison in terms of, you know, huge occasions and, you know, given that, that Fury Wilder was was took place in, in what can only be described as, as, as old times, you know, when we had live audiences, we had press conferences, we had face-offs. You know, and, and unfortunately, you know, we're, we're going to miss out on that with Lomachenko and Lopez. But I think in terms of, you know, the, the, the stature of the fight, the, the, the belts that are on the line, the amateur pedigree of both men, the, the fact that they're both, you know, at, at the pinnacle of, of the lightweight division. For me, this is, is, is a greater fight uh, than, than Fury Wilder too. you know, no disrespect. And I think that's why I'm so hyped for this fight. You know, there's so many questions that may be posed, you know, is, is it too early for... For for Lopez, is it is it one step too far for Lomachenko? You know, it's it's such an intriguing contest, and I'm really looking forward to breaking it down with you today. You know, as as our feature of the podcast, that's what we're going to do. We're going to break down each fighter, give reasons for and against, and then ultimately we're going to give our predictions. You know, really looking forward to that. As always, we start off the podcast. If we can rewind a little bit, we start off with this week in boxing, as we always do. There's been a, a few announcements uh, uh, this week in terms of fights made. You know, rearranged fights uh, announced again. You know, we've got new dates rescheduled. You know, it's, it's a really busy time, and you know, as, as boxing fans, we can uh, we can only pray that this continues given the the drought that we had earlier on in twenty twenty. So, you know, before we get into our main feature, uh, there's a couple of uh, fights, like I say, have been announced that I want you to pick the bones off briefly. You know, we'll give them uh, our full attention in due course. But, you know, first off, you know the 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 announcement. You know, we we mentioned the fight just a second ago. Uh, Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder 3, uh, Ewan, seems to be scrapped. You know, there was dates penciled in, then they were scrubbed off, and then it was penciled in, and then we thought we were finally going to get the fight on December 19th. And that, that, that seems to have completely gone to pot now, if you if you used to listen to everything that Tyson Fury and Bob Arum and Frank Warren are saying. Uh, where do you stand on that, that, that whole saga? Why does Deontay Wilder want to get his head kicked in for less money? Uh, Deontay Wilder is a bully fighter. You know, we've, had, we've seen a lot of them throughout heavyweight history. Your Sonny Liston's, your George Foreman's. When they get taught a lesson, when the bully gets bullied, they don't like it and they don't want to do it again and they're not the same fighter again. And when you're on the B side of the negotiating table, knowing you can't win that fight, you end up being negative and not wanting to do it. And that's what Deontay Wilder's done. You know, Fury's been tweeting this and that. I want to, I'll fight Wilder, I'll do this, do that. We haven't heard Deontay Wilder. He's hidden, he's gone away. The reason we're not going to see that fight is because Deontay Wilder doesn't want that fight. 
What we're going to see is instead Tyson Fury batter somebody who doesn't deserve to be in the ring with him uh, and then wait for the AJ fight. But at the same time, I'm not too bothered as long as we get the AJ fight. I mean, do you mind if we get the AJ fight? No, absolutely. You know, and I think that's the thing. You know, I think, you know, my, my thoughts um, for what it's worth, you know, I, I see uh, Tyson Fury coming back over to the UK. I, I see it as a big razzmatazz. I see the entrance similar to Apollo Creed in Rocky Four. you know. Um, I think it's going to be more of a spectacle than it is a sporting contest. But, you know, if that leads to the the fight with Anthony Joshua, then I'll be it. You know, if it leads to Anthony Joshua, I'll jump in there with Tyson Fury for half a mil. You know, Frank Warren <laughs> can hit me up on Twitter. Uh, but, yeah, I'm in full agreement with you there. If, if, if you know, a, a third, fourth, fifth tier heavyweight gets the fight in December, but then we get Anthony Joshua in the spring, then I'm, I'm, I'm all for it. Sign me up. Yeah, I'm definitely over 200 pound at the moment. I'll jump in. <laughs> Brilliant. So moving on from from a fight that's uh, fell apart, so one that's been rescheduled time and again, and we look to finally have a date for it. It's a fantastic all British light heavyweight clash again from Frank Warren uh, again on BT Sport. You know, hats off to Frank Warren and the work that he's doing there, and uh, what seems to be you know a slightly tighter budget than than some of his competitors. You know, and the fight I'm alluding to is the unbeaten London Arthur, Manchester's very own London Arthur against Anthony Yard, you know, former world title challenger. He lost that fight with Sergei Kovalev. Uh, had his moments in that fight, but this is now a, an all-British light heavyweight fight with, with the winner moving on with world title aspirations. You know, it's, it's a great fight on paper. It, should, it can only be a great fight in the ring. Uh, really excited for that one, Ewan. Absolutely. We've got a big name and a dark horse, in my opinion. You know, we've got a boxer and a puncher, and we're going to go on to talk about that, that kind of gelling of of the boxer puncher versus the the technician styles. But I think that there is a little microcosm of that. You know, Lyndon Arthur is an exceptional boxer. And, you know, with Pat Barrett in his corner, I, I've really got high aspirations for uh, for Lyndon Arthur. I really think he's very good. And although the bookies are going to start Yard a massive favour, I think it's much closer. I think Yard, although he has all the talent in the world and he has, you know, power in spades, he's training with Tunde Ajaye. How well that's going to last, I don't know. But I think it's a phenomenal British fight. And it, it's it's one of those where it, that's European level. That's knocking on the door of world level. And yet it's two British lads. And it, it reflects how strong British boxing is at the moment and how how where, how healthy the state of British boxing is. Yeah, absolutely. And we look forward to that one. A couple of other fights that I'm really interested to get your thoughts on. You know, I don't know where you sit on, on, on the fence with this one. So they've both been added to the, the huge Derek Chisora and Alexander Usyk fight, uh, October 31st. You know, it's, a, it's a massive heavyweight fight. Uh, and on the undercard of that fight, you know, we've got Amy Timlin challenging for the Bantamweight, Bantamweight Commonwealth title. You know, a fight that's been rearranged again, as so many have, uh, taking on Carly Skeller. You know, it's, it's, it's a really huge platform for Amy Timlin. And then also uh, the one that I'm really intrigued to get your thoughts on, Ewan, is, is Dave Allen uh, returns. He's taking on Christian Hammer. You know, and, and, and to the naked eye, you know, to the casual boxing fan, you know, Christian Hammer might not jump off the page, but, you know, to, to, to us that are in the know, we know that Christian Hammer's only lost to, you know, elite-level fighters. He's beat David Price, who, of course, beat Dave Allen, you know. So, it's, it's a really intriguing fight. It is, it is. Firstly, on Amy Timlin, you know, we've, you know, as as the greats like Tasha Jonas and, and Katie Taylor and Clarissa Shields step away from women's boxing, the next generation comes through. And for me, the shining light of that is is Amy Timlin. And you don't want to miss her as she fights that Commonwealth title because, you know, she's she's so young, but she's so improved even from her last fight. And she's improving and improving with Kieran Farrell in that gym. And I just think you've seen the future of women's boxing and its name is Amy Timlin. But in terms of Dave Allen, you know, who doesn't love a Dave Allen fight week? He's charismatic, he's funny, he's personable. And the question is about his boxing. Christian Hammer's no joke. Um, He's older now. He's had some issues with PEDs in the past. And I'm sure that strenuous testing will uh, will be in place for this one. So I really hope Dave Allen gets the win. He's one of the nicest people I've ever met in boxing. He's, I haven't got, I've got more time for him than I could talk about. But I worry because a prime Christian Hammer, that's a difficult fight, you know. And if we get an aged Christian Hammer, I hope Allen can do it. But... A prime Christian Hammer is difficult for yeah, everyone. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we'll give those fights along with the Yard Arthur fight, you know, uh, due diligence uh, in, in the future, you know, future episodes of pod, uh, the, the Let's Talk Boxing podcast, of course. So let's get straight into it, you. And, you know, we, it's almost like um, I'm chomping at the bit, you know, we're, we're paying our respects to other headlines in boxing, but there is no other fight for me this weekend. You know, we've got matchroom shows, we've got MTK 
global shows and with all due respect, you know, they, they pale in comparison to, to, to what we have at, at top rank, you know, it's going to take place in the Las Vegas bubble. And it's, it's everything that we mentioned in, in the intro to the podcast. It's just a great fight. And what I'd like to do is, is between us, we're going to take a look at Vasily Lomachenko. We're going to take a look at Tiafimo Lopez. We're going to throw points out there for why they could win the fight, why they won't win the fight, what will happen on their best day, what might happen on their worst day, and everything in between. Because I just think there's so many avenues of options for, for each man to, to win this fight. I think there's so many unanswered questions that we just don't know yet. That There's so many variables uh, that we could sit here all night. We're going to try and fit it into the, the regular hour podcast slot that we do. But who knows, we could be here until, until that first bell. Yeah, absolutely. It's one of those where we've been talking about it all week and it, it does remind me of that Fury Wilder fight week because all I've thought about all week is boxing and it, it all all roads lead to Lomachenko-Lopez. I even wrote a preview for the, the matchroom card that's going ahead this weekend and it opens with, as the world waits with bated breath for Lomachenko and Lopez because that's the truth. Everybody, everybody's eyes are on that locked bubble. That That studio in Las Vegas is where the eyes of the boxing world belong this weekend. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, no doubt at all. And I think we'll start off uh, and we'll take a look at the challenger, Tiafimo Lopez. You know, he's such a, an intriguing prospect. You know, very, very confident. You know, his team's very confident, very outspoken, very brash. You know, the, the Brooklyn native, he's got he's got that that, that chip on his shoulder. And, and you know, and fair play to him. You know, he's, he's, he's not put a foot wrong. He's, he's 23 years of age. He's the IBF lightweight champion. He, he's just destroyed the biggest fight of his career so far in Richard Comney, a very good Richard Comney. You know, some people's picking coming to, to, to stop Lopez in that fight. So, you know, all credit to him. And he, he's well within his rights to, to be as confident as he is. And I think the fact that he's gone out and, 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 and in a way he's chose to to take the Lomachenko fight, you know, rather than Lomachenko choosing Lopez, you know, Lopez could have gone and, you know, maybe tried finding an easy first title defence. He could have, you know, scraped the, the, the rankings for a, for a mandatory and, and, you know, had a, a bit of a homecoming fight, you know, before lockdown, of course. But he didn't, you know, he, he said the plan was to win a world title within 15 fights and in his 16 fight, he's going to knock out Vizzle Lomachenko. You know, it's, it's very, very brave words considering that he could end up with a lot of egg on his chin if it doesn't go to plan. But up until now, everything has gone to plan. He's so exciting. He's so good to watch and he's great to listen to. Uh, TFM Lopez. And he's not... Just a banger either. Everybody, all I've seen the narrative this week is Tiafimo Lopez just bangs. He just hits people and they go to sleep. That's not true. He's a fantastic boxer as well. The setup for that knockout with Richard Comey was textbook. You measure it, you time, and you hit him with a lovely right hand. You know, he's got thunderous power, but he's got a great boxing brain as well. I, I highly rate Tiafimo Lopez. And in a world where we've got email champions in that division of lads who are similar age to Tiafimo Lopez, you know, you can take easy fights and get email belts or you can go and call out the pound-for-pound best fighter in the world. Devin Haney went one way, Tiafimo Lopez went the other. And he is gunning for Lomachenko, and he's wanted Lomachenko since he turned pro. And that, for me, shows the intent. And that, for me, shows a positive mindset going into this fight. And it gives Lopez a difference that nobody else has had this before going in for Lomachenko. Other people have had to fight Lomachenko. He wants to fight Lomachenko. And although, you know, we'll talk about their skill sets, that mentality is a great asset to go into the ring with. Absolutely, you know, and, and again, you know, in, in full agreement with you there, and I just think that, you know, the, the fact that he's, he's not just a banger, you know, just because that punching power is there, you know, um, you look at Lomachenko's extensive amateur career, which we'll touch on when we break down Lomachenko's game plan or, or break down Lomachenko as a fighter. Tiafimo Lopez has got a very, very respectable amateur record of his own, you know, and, and then fundamentals are there, they're ingrained, you know, and as you say, the the, the way he set up that that the knockout of Richard Comer was was textbook. It was the kind of thing that you'd you take into a amateur gym and you'd make the boxers watch it time and time again, you know, and, and then in the stopping, uh, it leading to the stoppage of the victory, you know, uh, for the victory, sorry, you know, he landed 31 or 35 punches, you know, that's unbelievable accuracy and that's not just power, you know, that's not just luck, you know, there's been uh, some predictions uh, for, for the fight of the only way Lopez wins this fight is with a lucky punch, you know, and for me, you can stick that in the trash can because it's it's so far from the truth. It's unbelievable. Is he as good a boxer as Lomachenko? Absolutely not. Is he a better boxer than what he's been given credit for? Absolutely. Yeah, I touched on that. And 
I think some people have God-given power. You know, the Deontay Wilders, Ernie Shavers of this world, who have God-given power. But some people who don't have incredible power, have good power, respectable power, but generate stunning knockouts with technique. You know, we look at Sugar Ray Robinson, who's one of the prime examples of this. You know, he wasn't a one put; He couldn't dive in and hit you and kill you, but he, he would manoeuvre situations where he could knock you out. And I'm not by any means... Comp- Comparing Tiafimo Lopez to Sugar Ray Robinson, but his knockouts come from well-balanced, well-timed shots. They're not just big thudding left ups and right hands. They are correctly positioned. He uses the chain of kinetic motion through his body and then through the chin of his opponent. He doesn't wait for you to come and throw a lucky punch. He is a great fighter and he is learning. And I think that he is he is on a journey where he can become a truly great fighter moving forward. But it's the question remains is how how measurable and how predictable is that chain of motion for Lopez? Yeah, absolutely. One thing that I've took from uh, the team Lopez, if you like, is, is you know, the fact that they have so much confidence around Tiafimo Jr. You know, of course, his trainer, Tiafimo Sr., uh, his father, you know, they're, they're full of confidence. And, you know, a couple of things that I've picked up on in interviews and, and, and different bits and bats that you can find online, you know, is they, they mentioned Tiafimo adjusting to Lomachenko and, and, and causing Lomachenko to have to readjust, you know, where a lot of people go in there and just, they think they've got to solve the, the riddle, you know, the ultimate boxing puzzle that is Vasily Lomachenko, where the confidence in Team Lopez seems to be that, no, 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 like Lomachenko's coming to figure us out, you know, we've got this sussed. And again, it's if, if it goes wrong, you know, it, it could look very, very silly, but that kind of confidence taking into the ring, you know, can, can paper over any cracks that might be there. I'm not suggesting there is, but that kind of confidence can, carry you to the moon and back if you you know if you believe that you, you can fly to the moon you're going to fly to the moon and that's what Lopez seems to have instilled in not only himself but in the team around him and I think that makes him such a dangerous prospect when coupled with the natural ability that has that the power that he has um, and I think you know I'm going to I'm going to put it out there really I think this is the, the, the toughest fight of Lomachenko's career given the, the physical attributes that he, he, he's going to be deficient of against Tiafimo Lopez, you know, the, the height, the natural weight, uh, the, the, the muscle mass, everything, uh, you know, he's going to be naturally the smaller man. And I just think that there's so many pluses for Lopez that maybe this isn't as clean cut. You know, we're not going to get into predictions just yet, but I find myself, the more I speak about the fight, you and I find myself sneaking into a positive mindset when it comes to Tiafimo Lopez. I'm a big fan. Absolutely. I think there's I think there's a couple of different things, points that I can get into there that you've spoken about. But the first one is the mindset. And for me, that is a naive mindset. Okay. And I'm, I don't necessarily mean that as an insult. For me, I believe Tiafimo Lopez is naive about the golfing class. Okay. But I think that that might actually work to his advantage because if you are somebody like Luke Campbell, who is a technician, understands the fight game inside out, he spent hours and hours watching Lomachenko and trying to figure out the puzzle, like you said, trying to overanalyze and delve deep. And that was ultimately his undoing because you, you can't play the same game. You can't play chess with Lomachenko because he will beat you at chess. But if you hit the chessboard with a sledgehammer, you never know. Do you know what I mean? You're not going to take his queen, but you might just knock the board, the board off the table. I think that Tiafimo Lopez's naivety in I'm not going to play your game, I'm going to come and do my own thing, that might work to his advantage. It might backfire, but it might work to his advantage, yeah. But like you say, the thing that the big difference in this fight, um, and I don't personally think it's Lomachenko's toughest test, but the thing that is different is the size. He's dealt with big lightweights, you know, the likes of Luke Campbell, who I spoke about, or Jorge Linares, but nobody quite as big. Tiafimo Lopez has openly spoken about going to junior middleweight or even middleweight in the future. You know, he's he understands that that 135 pounds is temporary. Um, so as long as he can make that weight right, you know, he could be enormous come fight night. And I fully expect Lomachenko to deal with that. But to be that size and to have that, you know, he joked in the in the preview, I'm not sure if you've mentioned it, but about, about the size of Lopez's arms, they're three times as thick as Lomachenko's. And it is. That is true. And he is huge. So as long as he can make the weight, that gulf in size might be something we've never seen Lomachenko win with. Yeah, absolutely. So let's, you know, again, as we focus on Lopez to begin with, let's flip the coin on that. And I think you make a fair point of, you know, the the, the, the aspirations to go up through the weights for Tiafimo, you know, and to say he's going to go as far as 160 pounds, which, you know, is, is a gain of, you know, over two stones, you know, if my maths are correct. Um but could that also indicate that they, at some point there's going to be a struggle to make the £135 limit? Because you can't have those kind of 
wishes for the future, you know, that kind of confidence that you're going to be able to grow into that. You know, and I know he's only 23 years away, so naturally he's going to grow a little bit more. But, you know, does, does that suggest maybe there could be issues making the £135 limit? I would, I would think so. Um, you never know, because when you're young, you're better at cutting weight. You know, the younger you are, the better you couldn't wait. Lomachenko couldn't cut back down to 120 pounds or whatever he started at, 126. He couldn't do that anymore because he's in his 30s. But when you're in your early 20s, you can drain the water weight off much faster, much more efficiently. I think that he's probably okay for this fight, but I don't. I doubt his future is there. I think his future is 140, 147 because of his size. But yeah, it is a difficult thing. And if he is struggling to make weight and he's weak, like the second you show us an ounce of weakness in the ring with Lomachenko he'll take it and he'll beat you over the head with it you can't do that and you he has to have made it correctly otherwise this fight's a foregone conclusion but you know we look at somebody who's been successful in weight hopping at the moment say Canelo Alvarez his first bout was a welterweight bout 147 pound he's just beaten Sergey Kovalev at 175 pounds why not have that as an ambition you know if Canelo can do it why can't I thinks Teofimo Lopez and I don't Fault the ambition, but I hope he's making the weight correctly. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's that's going to be the first question that's going to be answered. You know, given that the, the weigh-in will of course take place the day before the fight, I think you know seeing how he looks on the scales could be a huge indicator. You know, it doesn't seem to be any issue in the past, but as I say, he's, he's twenty-three years away, so naturally he's growing still. You know, he's he's, he's not stopped uh, filling out just yet. So you know, just to say that he's made weight in his last fight doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, almost 12 months later that he's going to make weight in this fight, you know. So that that would be the first little indicator of, of how this fight may play out. Because I think that if he makes weight comfortably, those physical attributes, those natural advantages uh, will will play a part, especially early, you know. And again, we'll, we'll touch on that when we get to the predictions a little bit more. So, uh, again, we, we've touched there or thereabouts with it uh, in already, speaking about Lopez. He's given away almost 10 years to Vasily Lomachenko. You know, Lomachenko is, is, is a student of the game. He's, it's, it's ingrained in him to be a boxer, you know, from an early age. He's got that, 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 that ballet dancer background. You know, he's, he's, his dad was insistent that he had the footwork there, you know, and everything from, from, from Papachenko uh, ingrained into Lomachenko. Uh, it's a Vasily Lomachenko, sorry. It's got him to where he's at now. And Tiafimo Lopez is still on that journey. You know, he's some way behind in terms of experience. And I don't want to touch on Lomachenko just yet, but from a, a Lopez perspective, you mentioned earlier that, you know, the, the naivety is there. Uh, do you think that, that, that he's going to mask over the, the gap in experience? Do you think that he's, he's, he's almost going to not care? You know, do you think that he's, he's, he's almost blind to it, if you like, that he's got so much belief in his own ability that the experience is just something that he's going to gain in time and that it's not really going to play a part in this fight? Would that be a fair assumption, do you think, from Team Lopez? Again, I think it's a stretch. Um, uh, I don't want to, to give away my opinion at the moment, but I like, I, I like it. I like the confidence. I like that. That's what you should be going in. If you've got to take on, you know, it's going to be a horrible night, even if he does win. You know, Lomachenko is not an easy night for anyone. But if you go into those fights not thinking, right, I need to do this, I need to do that, I need to kind of master him and, and you, you overthink and you worry and you stew yourself into this kind of fervor of, oh God, I've got to fight X. You're never going to be sufficient. You know, you've got to be confident in your own abilities and go and think, right, no, I can do this. I can deal with this person. I'm better than that person. You know, there's, there's been evidence of this in a hundred upsets. You know, we could go back to Buster Douglas. He just, his why was bigger than Mike Tyson's, yeah. you know, even recently with Andy Ruiz, you know, he's just gone and said, no, I just, you, everybody might think you beat me, but no, I beat you. And he just, you go and do it. You know, there is the reason we love boxing is because you can, you can add up two and two all week and you go two and two, that's four, two and two, that's four. And you get to Saturday night and it turns out it's six. Like it, that is the beauty of boxing is we don't know because there is a human element and it is the most human element. If Tiafimo Lopez has a stronger mind on Saturday night, he'll win. And he could well win by knockout. If Lomachenko hasn't taken this seriously or is complacent, Tiafimo Lopez, a motivated Tiafimo Lopez, could well knock him out. That is the beauty of boxing. It's that human element. And that is the beauty of Saturday night because we don't Yeah, know. absolutely. There is a few intangibles that are there. You know, we mentioned again, you know, about Lopez, that he's not reached his peak. He just simply can't be at his best at 23 years of age. You know, he might be a number of years away from his peak, which is a, a fascinating prospect. You know, we're going to be around for a, for a number of years with TFMO. And again, you may move up the weights, as you say. Um, but he's not hit that peak yet. And I think those intangibles of this fight could come too early. 
and this fight might be at the right time or this fight should have took place in a couple of years. You know, that, that those are the kind, the kind of intangibles that, 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 that need to be chucked in there to make it such a fascinating fight. And, you know, I think we'll, we'll, we'll switch over to Lomachenko uh, momentarily, you know, look forward to breaking down the fight from his point of view. But I think those intangibles are where the fight is won and lost for Teofimo Lopez, in, in, in my opinion. Again, I'm not giving away the prediction too early, but whether the time is right, whether the time is too soon, whether he gets found out as just not being that good, I think those are the intangibles that I'm, I'm, I'm so intrigued to, to get the answers to. Exactly, exactly. And, and there is no better acid test than going in with one of the best fighters in the world. You know, if there's a single crack in his armour, Lomachenko will find it and he'll stick a dagger in it. You have to you have to be perfect against Lomachenko, otherwise you'll lose. And that's the beauty of it. We will find out. Yeah, so flipping it over, you know, the, across the ring, there'll be the the great Ukraine, Vasily Lomachenko. We've built him up as much as we can. You know, he's, he's arguably the most decorated boxer of all time. You know, with the, the list of achievements, uh, pro, amateur, and everything in between, you know, 14 and one of, of those 15 fights, 14 of them have, have been contesting world titles. He's got 10 knockouts on the on the record and he's beat a who's who of, of great fighters from featherweight to super featherweight and, and into lightweight. You know, there's not too much that can be said about Lomachenko that's not already been said already. He's just, he, he will go down as an all-time great. You know, he might not be there yet, but for me, he's, he's on his way. Um, and, and yeah, there's not too many superlatives that I can throw his way, you and in terms of, of, of building him up. So I'll pass I'll pass the mic to yourself and, and you can take it from here. Yeah, I could wax lyrical about Vasily Lomachenko all day. He, he is, he's, well, first of all, his amateur pedigree, you know, 396 wins, one loss, I think. It, and to get to that, you have to be an impeccable athlete as well as an impeccable boxer. And you can't do it without doing both. You know, he will go down as one of the greatest amateur fighters of all time. It's him, Savon, Stevenson and Pap. Like, for, that's almost universal consensus. You know, Lomachenko's in with guys like, Tilafilo Stevenson, who won three Olympic gold medals and could have won four. You know, he, Lomachenko is as good as a boxer can possibly be. You know, he, he, his understanding of distance management, of angles, his understanding of punch variety is, I, I don't think I've seen it in my lifetime. I genuinely think he is the greatest fighter of my lifetime thus far. And I mean, that's not saying much. I'm not particularly old, but it, I, I rate him over Floyd Mayweather now. And it's as simple as that. He is, he has proven on an amateur stage and on a professional stage that he can do everything and do everything perfectly. Yeah, it's, it's very bold claims, you know, and I think that's, you know, um, difficult to argue for and against, that, you know, that, you know, who's greater from Lomachenko and Mayweather. Um, you know, if, if you look at it purely in, in terms of, of, you know, what they've done it combined as, as amateur and, and professional, you know, it is very difficult not to choose Lomachenko. But if we, if we take a look at, you know, Lomachenko as he is now, you know, 32, going on 33, um, he's, he, the wear and tear, you know, and again, I'm trying to make him sound human here when everything that we've seen from him thus far has been almost superhuman. You know, the wear and tear is there, you know, is, is the shoulder going to be an issue, Ewan? You know, is, is the hands going to be an issue? I'm sure he broke his hand in the fight with Anti Crawler. You know, the, 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 the unbelievable training regimes that he has, the, the, the things that he puts his body through is absolutely absurd, you know, and there's only so much even the great Vasily Lomachenko can take physically. You know, he's not met his match in the ring aside from the Salido fight, but that's so far gone that it's almost out of consideration. You know, the Lomachenko that we see today in front of us has not met a match in the ring. You know, maybe his, his biggest downfall is going to be himself. You know, it's been mentioned before, is, you know, is, is, is the hunger to, to chase greatness in terms of taking on the biggest challenges. You know, and I emphasise the word biggest because he's gone up Throughout the weights, he's gone to, to where he's not naturally a lightweight and, and he's took over. You know, this is the last piece to the puzzle to become undisputed. You know, and if anyone deserves that, that title, it's, it's Vasily Lomachenko. Um, but is is the physical side of things, is that going to be his come up on, if you like? Absolutely. Father time waits for no man. And this, it for me, is the biggest intangible in this fight is because every fighter has an expiry date. Every fighter, every great fighter has a day where they just get old overnight. And it's happened to all of the greats. You know, Ali, Armstrong, Robinson, Leonard, every single one has gone into one fight and gone, God, I've not got it anymore. You know, you can see a punch coming, but you can't hit it. Age is remorseless. It is relentless and it doesn't wait for anyone. 
when you train and fight the amount Lomachenko has trained and fought for the last 15 years, that takes a toll on your body. And the recovery slows as you get older. You know, the speed slow, the reflexes slow. Everything gets slightly slower as you go older and every fighter has an expiry date. Is Saturday Lomachenko's expiry date? I don't know. And I don't think anybody will know, including him until he gets in there. But all I do know for sure through 100 years of boxing history is every great fighter has a sell-by. And it's all about finding where that is and hoping you can stop before it because the day you get in the ring and you can't do it anymore must be absolutely terrifying, especially when you're in someone with someone young and hungry like Tiafimo Lopez. Yeah, absolutely. Now, again, you know, it's almost like we're trying to bring Loma back down to earth in terms of, you know, trying to figure out ways that he, he you know, things might not go to plan. Um, but if things do go to plan, you know, on, on his day, which seems to be every fight that he's had thus far, you know, he's, he's, Absolutely mesmeric, you know, his, his footwork, uh, the angles that he creates, the, the closing the distance, you know, getting in and out of range. You know, you see boxers that, that are, are lining up punches and then next minute, you know, Lomachenko's behind him and it's, it's you know, it's, it's been, it, it's, it's so unique. There's, there's no comparison, um, like you say. So if we take the very best Lomachenko, then he's, he's nigh on unbeatable. Um, and with that, Ewan, which is going to be my next topic to, to, to discuss um, amongst many is in your opinion is Vasily Lomachenko uber confident or is he arrogant or is he a mixture of both I think it's hard to remain humble when you've just gone through the likes of Rigandau, Linares, Campbell Crawler like when you've just destroyed everybody in and around your weight class and you've basically not got into fifth gear doing it it's hard to be without confidence it's hard to remain humble i'm sure like I'm, i mean i've not beaten the likes of those guys but they're all world champions and they're all significant you know established great fighters you know possible future hall of famers among them as well you know but how can you remain humble how can you keep yourself down to earth when you've beaten those people when you've seen your skills in action when you've done things that people don't understand in the ring when you've when a great fighter like anti crawler can't last four rounds with you when somebody who's seen every trick in the book can't deal with you it must be hard to remain humble and down to earth but at the same time the great Muhammad Ali said it's not bragging if you can back it up. And I like the confidence from both fighters in this because both of them think they're going to win and both of them think they're going to do it in emphatic fashion. And both of them are being pretty arrogant about doing it. And I like it because that's, that, that's the X factor of, of having that confidence in your abilities, being able to go in in your pants and try and knock out another man. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's a level of that mere mortals don't have. You know, I, I couldn't do it. And that is why I respect them so much for being able to do it. And arrogance is a is a strong word. But if if you're as good as Vasily Lomachenko, haven't you earned the right to be arrogant? Maybe so, maybe so. And something that I've picked up on, you know, and, and, and to be honest, it's something that's been intertwined in this rivalry, as we'll call it, uh, from, from before at CFMO picked up the IBF title, which put him in the eyesight. Um, uh, the scope of, of Vasily Lomachenko in his quest to become undisputed. Um, and I didn't realise it, it went back that long. You know, the bad blood was created. I think it was a couple of fights before this one. Um, and there was a, some sort of confrontation between Teofimo Lopez Sr., who seems to be just as brash, just as confident, just as cocky as his son, as we've mentioned. Um, there seems to be some sort of confrontation between him and Lomachenko. He reaches out to shake hands with Lomachenko. He doesn't like the way that's received. And then there seems to be uh, a moment where, in no uncertain terms, Lopez Sr. describes how Tiafimo Jr. is going to take care of Lomachenko when the time is right. And then he's proceeding to be dragged away by members of his team. So I think that's where this this rivalry was born. You know, I think at that point, Lomachenko was was looking for, for the fight with Richard Comey to get the IBF title. And of course, that fell through and then it led to... Lopez getting the fight with Comney, the great uh, two-round knockout job that he, he, of course, went on to to complete. And it's led now, you know, it's come full circle. And that bad blood seems to have, if anything, grew, you know, and expanded, you know. In that. It's one thing that I've seen with Lomachenko in the build-up to this fight, which is a, a scary prospect indeed, is if we've got an angry Lomachenko after having uh, 15 fights of him being rather placid and, 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 and quite passive, you know, and, and just doing almost just enough to win. 
You know, if we've got a Lomachenko that's going in there to hurt somebody, if he's got the bit between his teeth, if he's going in there to, to destroy an opponent, you know, what a, a fearsome prospect that is. And, and that's what we seem to have here. Like, Lopez has got under the skin, uh, and not just Lopez, you know, Team Lopez has got under the skin of Lomachenko, and that is absolutely fascinating. I agree. I agree. I think it's. I think it's a fairly. I think it's an interesting tactic from uh, Team Lopez actually, because you know, if if the idea surely is to make Lomachenko try and fight hard and come for the knockout, walk onto a big right hand, and I respect them for trying to get him to do that, but it might well backfire, and I will predict that it will backfire because I think that an angry Lomachenko is just an even more dangerous Lomachenko. He he beats you. It's death by a thousand cuts, isn't it? He doesn't knock you out with 100% power. He hits you a thousand times with 70% power until you quit. He breaks your soul. He takes your soul off you. He's not a one-punch knockout artist. And they're banking on annoying him into turning into one rather than just becoming an even more vicious version of himself. And it's a bold tactic and I respect it, but I would not like to be Teofimo Lopez Jr. if it backfires. Yeah, absolutely. You know, there was a few comments from Lomachenko, again, which caught my eye. There was the, you know, he's almost firing back, if you like, you know, as if he's saying, okay, you're going to speak about me. Well, this is what I have to say. You know, and it, and it, due to his lack of English, you know, up until this point, it's been very little in terms of trash talk. But, you know, he's saying the, the comedy win was a lucky punch, you know, for me, it wasn't, but again, it's just showing that there's a different side to Lomachenko. You know, if you go under that kind of cool mystique that it is under there, and if if that you know is is the case, as you say, you know, it's you wouldn't really want to be Tiafimo Lopez. But if that's his game plan, then he's going to be prepared for the scariest opposition of, of Tiafimo's young career. You know, and if he's if that's what he thinks he needs to bring out to out of Vasily Lomachenko, sorry, uh, in order for him to you know, change game plan or fight a different fight, which I don't think is going to be the case, but I'm trying to see it from Tiafimo Lopez's uh, point of view, you know, because I think that Lomachenko is mentally one of the strongest boxers we've ever seen. You know, it seems to be something in those Eastern European fighters, you know, be it Kanadi Golovkin, be it uh, the Klitschko brothers, be it uh, Alexander Usyk. He's just a, a cool, steely, unnerving confidence about those guys. So I, I think that the trolling almost is going to fall on deaf ears from from Lopez, but if it's lit that that that, that blue touch paper, we're in for a hell of a fight. Uh, we're in for something totally different that we've seen so far from Lomachenko, and we think we've already seen everything. Um, and that, that's the fact that I'm certainly hoping for as a spectator. Exactly, exactly, and it, it is it is one of those things. Is all all's fair in love and war, and this is certain to be an absolute war. You know, it's it's one of those things. Is the talking will be done, and everybody knows the talking is. It's there is always a mental element, and they're trying to get under each other's skin. But ultimately, if you're not good enough in the ring, it doesn't matter what you've said beforehand because you'll be found out. And that is the element in this fight is that they've both said stuff and they've both got under each other's skin. And, you know, I saw one today where Tiafimo Lopez was spitting on the floor in an interview saying that Lomachenko was, was stuff on the bottom of the shoe. And, you know, that, that, that's, it's disrespectful, but at the same time, it, you know, they're, they're just trying yeah. to get to each other and it's all about trying to get that, that psychological edge in the fight. And who gets that psychological edge? We will find out. But one of them's got it and one of them knows they've got it because they'll look at each other's eye on the way in. And I guarantee you, if Lomachenko knows he's won, he'll know it at the way in. He'll look in his eye and he'll know it. And I, I think maybe the same thing about Tiafimo uh, Lopez. If, if Lomachenko's not there or he's he's not looking, you can see it. You know when you've mentally got someone. And and I think it's a really, really tantalising prospect. Yeah, it's something forward. I want to touch on there, you and you, and you slightly alluded to it, given you know, how uh, the, the fa- any face-off may come, you know, given that they're not going to be nose-to-nose as we're used to in, in normal times. And it's something that I'll mention here. Uh, and there's a few ways of approaching this subject. So do you think Lomachenko accepting the bait from Lopez, if you like, you know, if he if he's allowed him to get under his skin? Because I don't think that, that Tiafimo Lopez can choose to annoy Lomachenko, if you like. I think that, you know, Lomachenko's got that kind of, again, that, that, that steel where it's almost impenetrable. Do you think that he's allowed the trolling, that he's allowed the bad blood to, to manifest, to, to grow, um, to motivate him? Do you think, which is something I've been thinking myself, do you think there's going to be a time when motivation becomes an issue for Lomachenko, given 
how good he is and the fact that he says that he's never been in the ring at not even 80%, never mind 100% of his ability. He's never been in the ring at 80% of his ability. So if he's achieved all he's achieved at 80% or less, could motivation be an issue? You know, Does he need that bad blood, that, that kind of animosity to, to, to really drive his, his, his motivation again, like to in, you know, be in the gym, be in the ring? Do you think that could be a factor? Absolutely. I think that that is one of the things that will be a factor moving forward. I think we've discussed, you know, the mind games and the disrespect and everything that will give him motivation in this fight. And I don't think Lomachenko's motivation will be an issue in this fight at all because of all the reasons we've stated. But going forward, yes, absolutely. You know, when you are, you know, this was the, the, the Muhammad Ali thing when he got down the stretch of his career is, you know, when he'd finished with his great rivalries with Frazier and Foreman and Norton, he got to fight in guys like Shavers, and guys like Richard Dunn in Germany and places where people and places where he didn't really have the motivation and you've got subpar lackluster performances. And then, you know, finally the third fight with Frazier comes along and we get the greatest fight in the history of boxing. You know, motivation is key for great fighters and um, because if you're fighting nobodies and you're not doing well, then it, it's hard to get yourself up for that. But again, I think that that is a, a discussion for if he beats Tiafimo Lopez because Tiafimo Lopez is a legit opponent. There's bad blood. There's everything that's ready to get this to get Lomachenko firing on all cylinders. I think if if he were to fight, you know, I don't know a, a Ryan Garcia next or something like that, where where I personally believe he would have the business done in a couple of rounds. I think that it's when you start to get fights like that, lower quality fights, where we have a motivation problem with Lomachenko. I don't believe it'll factor in on Saturday night. Fantastic. And I think that's something that, you know, we again we could go off on a tangent on, on what ifs, you know, what if Tiafimo wins, what next? What if Mr. Lomachenko wins, what next? And I don't really want to do that just yet. That can be, you know, part of next week's episode as we look back on, you know, we have concrete uh, facts on who won, how they won and, and everything in between. But the one thing that, you know, I, I would say is that this arguably be... Uh, Vasily Lomachenko's last fight at 135 pounds if he wins, you know, because if we are talking about motivation and we've also, you know, we've already dressed up Tiafimo Lopez as the best opponent to fight in the lightweight division if Lomachenko wins and if he wins comfortably, you know, is there much else out there? You know, is he going to go and chase down Devin Haney for the WBC regular title or world title or whatever it is that he's got when he only got that through an email because Vasily Lomachenko was promoted to the ridiculous WBC franchise champion. But in my eyes, I still see him as the WBC number one, of course. Um, so, yeah, you know, without going off on a, a what-if tangent, could this realistically be Lomachenko's last fight at £135? It's a difficult one because he's he's not a natural... We've talked about this before. He's not a natural lightweight anyway. You know, he's more like a natural featherweight. And to be able to to move up through the weights, I think you never know because why not have a super fight at the end of your career? But I think the realistic option, you know, okay, so say my dream option is for him to try and fight someone like a Pacquiao because I think that would be incredible. I think what an event that would be. Um, but realistically, I think he's more likely to either stay at lightweight and fight Javonta Davis or move down a weight and fight Javonta Davis. I think that the bad blood that's, that's created and the Mayweather connection and the kind of the length of time that this has been going on for I think that John Davis is the fight next at either 130 or 135 pounds just because of the bad blood. Because like you say, you've got to look for creative options. And although I would love, absolutely love to fight, to see him fight uh, Pacquiao or Crawford at welterweight, I don't think it's going to happen. Absolutely. absolutely. Um, but there is, sorry, there is a wild card and I would love 120, say 123 pound catch weight. Now you owe you a new age. Took it off the tip of my tongue. Absolutely (laughs) took it off the tip of my tongue. You know, there's another curveball that I want to throw in there uh, just to finish on because there's one more question after this and then we're going straight into predictions. Um, What about Mikey Garcia? Uh, Mikey Garcia has spent too many time, too much time in taco restaurants, and he wants to fight at probably middleweight next. I'm, I'm, I'm done with Mikey Garcia after his absolute uh, devastating performance. Not devastating. What's the opposite of devastating? Completely flat performance against Errol Spence Jr., where he didn't throw a punch, he didn't win a round, he didn't even try to throw a punch. He celebrated a round. every round like he won, he was... though. In, to be fair. 
Oh, yeah, did a little dance. Yeah, brilliant. Didn't throw any bloody punches. No, I'm absolutely done with Mikey Garcia. He's he's saying he wants to campaign at welterweight and he's doing this, doing that. I think he's I think he's sold his, his legitimacy at lighter weights down the river by basically not wanting to cut weight and go and survive against the champions at welterweight. Um, again, I, I, the Mikey Garcia of three years ago, possibly. I think the Mikey Garcia of three years ago was very good, you know, big knockout puncher. But does he offer anything that Tiafimo Lopez doesn't offer? I wouldn't say so. I think I'm, I'm inclined to agree with you there. You know, I think it's it's almost like a a wish of mine because I'm a big fan of Mike Garcia at, at the lighter weights. Um, so yeah, it's, it's very unfortunate that you know, as you say, he seemed to have chased you know unreasonable goals, if you like, up at 147 pounds. So you know that that fight, if he was a peak 135 pound Mike Garcia, um, would would surpass even Tiafimo Lopez for me is as, as, as the best option for Lomachenko but obviously we're, we're talking about if buts and maybes there so um, I think I'll move on to like I said there was one question that I had left and this is going to be a difficult one for you to answer because I only want a one word answer and we'll move into predictions swiftly so Ewan has Vasily Lomachenko peaked? Yes Interesting so let's get into the predictions, we'll touch back on that question after this fight because that's why I wanted to mention it now so we can reference it in the future. But let's get straight into predictions. I'm going to pass the mic over to you first. Uh, give us the winner of the fight, why they win the fight and everything in between you. After waxing lyrical about Tiafimo Lopez and his skills, I don't think anybody at £135 can live with the complexity of Vasily Lomachenko. I wrote in my prediction that he's like trying to solve a Rubik's Cube that might explode. It's like trying to play chess while getting punched in the head. It's like trying to avoid being hit with gravel, like a handful of gravel. It's an absolute nightmare trying to stay away from him. You're constantly under pressure while trying to find an opening. It's It, it, it has the most danger everything you do everything you've been taught to do is dangerous because he has decoded the traditional boxer he has taken it to pieces put it back together again and shown you it he has done everything right and i think they'll do it again i think that he's going to make tiafimo lopez quit i think i don't think there's any quitting lopez but i think i could well see the towel coming in or his trainer pulling him out i think that although that is unlikely from a father-son training point of view, I think it will be necessary. I think the referee or his corner or Tiafimo Lopez will have enough because Tiafimo Lopez, for all his brilliance, he's a brilliant boxer. Vasily Lomachenko is something different. He is a Vasily Lomachenko. Lopez is brilliant. Lomachenko is perfect. He's decoded boxing. He'll pick you apart and he'll throw it back at you. And yes, he might have peaked a couple of fights ago, but even a, even a uh, Lomachenko, which who is 10%, 20% off his best, is better than anybody else £135 in the world for me. So yeah, I'm going to pick Lomachenko versus R- uh, Lomachenko via RTD. I think the fight will not see the distance. I'm going to go for eight rounds or after. Brave call. So, my prediction uh, is, you know, I, I like Tiafimo Lopez. There's a huge part of me that roots for the underdog in, in, in any neutral scenario, if you like. Um, you know, it, it goes without saying that my favourite fight is Anthony Crawler. You know, so there's, there's no bigger underdog story in, in British boxing in recent years than Anthony Crawler. So um, I love an underdog. Um, I think Teofimo Lopez is the underdog in this fight. I think it's the only fight at £135 where he would be the underdog. But that's just testament to how great Lomachenko is. And I think, you know, you had a line about Lopez. Uh, Lopez is good. Lomachenko is, is brilliant. You know, or something worse to that effect. And I think that epitomises what we have uh, on Saturday night. I think that Lomachenko was a clear number one under thirty-five pounds. I think he's he's too good. He's he's, he's exceptional. You know, he can wax lyrical as we've mentioned already about him. Um, but I do think Lopez will have moments. I think early on in the fight, I think you know his 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 exuberance, his 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 excitement, his his natural brashness is going to take him into into the fight with no fear. And I think that's such a huge thing to take into the ring with Lomachenko because there is fighters that have been beat before the bell. But my prediction for the fight is the fight could be even around six rounds. Um, I don't think there's going to be a stoppage. As you mentioned, if there was a stoppage, as, as much as the uh, opposite to what I think, I think the stoppage would come from Tiafimo Lopez. Um, I think Lomachenko um, figures him out. I think he, he's around level on the scorecards around six rounds before his class, his undoubted class, his, his golfing class shows through. Lomachenko stretches away and I, I think he... 
the fight will be looked at as reasonably close, but I think it'll be looked at as a clear victory. I don't think there'll be any nonsense. I don't think there'll be any argument, you know, and I don't attempt fate because we know what these judges in Vegas can be like. But yeah, I think Lomachenko wins on points. I think he solidifies himself as, as, as pound for pound number one. Um, I think he'll surpass Canelo on my list, certainly, as pound for pound number one. I know he's already there on yours. And I think it's, it's going to be a great fight. I think it's one of those fights that's going to be a huge learning curve for Teofimo Lopez, win, lose, or draw. Um, I think he'll take a lot of spirit from how Canelo bounced back from the Floyd Mayweather defeat to, to go on to, to, to reach superstardom. And if the hype is real about Teofimo Lopez, as much as we've built him up, if that is real, then this could be a mere speed bump on the road to, to pound for pound greatness himself. You know, so there's a lot to play for on Saturday night, but it's not the end of the road for Teofimo Lopez in a fight that I do believe he will lose. Absolutely not, you know, and I've just picked heavy uh, against him. Uh, but at the same time, I think I've, everything positive that I've said about him on this on this show is is true, and I do believe, and I sincerely believe, and I do think he's the best 135 pounder that's not a Ukrainian called Vasily Lomachenko. He is fantastic, and he will go on to great things, win or lose. And I think even if he gets stopped in this fight, he can still go and fight and beat the likes of Devin Haney or even go up and challenge for world honours at £140. None of that precludes him. But sometimes you run into that great fighter. Sometimes you run into something special. And I think that on Saturday night, Tiafimo Lopez is going to run into something very, very special. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and for the listeners that haven't seen it already, we've got a fantastic giveaway. You know, we, we, we partnered up with the guys at Fight TV, who, you know, the saviour of, of boxing fans in, in the UK at the minute, given that they picked up the broadcast and rights to Vasily Lomachenko versus Tiafimo Lopez. You know, BT didn't pick up the fight. Sky Sports didn't pick up the fight. It was, you know, it was becoming almost desperate for us fans. Um, and in swoops the heroes of Fight TV and they're showing it on pay-per-view for 9.99 but if you want to be in with a chance of winning the fight for free just head over to our Twitter page and all the details are there you know just retweet our pin tweet follow us follow Fight TV and you've been with a chance of winning the fight for free so that's a, you know a really exciting competition that we've got there it's, it's, it's a great fight I hope this breakdown's done it justice uh, the, the rest of the team at Simbox they've put their predictions into an article we've got that up on the website as well so I implore our listeners to, to check that out as well yeah absolutely and just again I want to shout out Fight TV because our broadcasters in this country have let down boxing fans and Fight TV have not let down boxing fans it's as simple as that so uh, yeah make sure to get on that competition yeah fantastic so you and I think we've done the, the the fight justice there I hope we have the, with a the, with the big fight breakdown um, really really excited for the fight and for now I'll leave you to it we look forward to the fight and I'll catch up with you again real soon <laughs>